doing it. Like, so yeah. I feel you. Running sucks. <laughs> yeah, I just don't, <laughs> just don't like you know, Like I said, it's not that I can't run. Trust me, I can run. You know. All right, get, go ahead and get your braggadocious uh, I self ride on, bro. I can run. A <laughs> hey, peace code keepers tonight. We're going to be doing a lot of running. <laughs> Hopefully, you won't be running to the John code keepers. Uh, make sure you get your water. Make sure you have your water, your health, your health outfits on. You know, we're about to do a little run with the fit goddess tonight. Hey, um, Rihanna had that song, Sex with Me is Amazing. And I understand mm. it gets better when you're in better health, right? <laughs> of course, you know, like everything's better when you're in better health. I say that. All right, welcome to Get On Code, the Fly Guy Show, which is a series of melanated conversations focused on empowerment, health, wealth, and knowledge of self. People think in binary choices because they are conditioned to. And on the wall was a picture of a wolf and a lion. I think the wolf was the Democratic Party, the lion was the Republicans. But the drug trade and all these illegal stuff that uh, people do, that's still economics. It's just that they couldn't do it in a traditional system. We're talking about melanated wealth. So we can build wealth, but we just, for some reason, don't seem to be able to transfer it. You had a great experience. Fine. That means nothing. What were you told as a child about education? You had to be how many times better? Every impression without an expression becomes depression. Mm. Sex with me, so amazing. That that song, I don't know why it's in my head. It, it was Rihanna in the Super Bowl. But uh, <laughs> I, have a, I have a gripe, man. All right. I'm not, uh -oh. I'm not in the intro. Oh, Danny, I'm not in the intro. No, but I've I've been I mean don't get me wrong it's been a while since I've been on like before I started coming back it's been a while, but out of all those people there I've been on here the longest so just saying mm. just saying uh, yeah yeah that's true. Really so, brother saying, you know that's there, there's a lot of truth to that um hey tonight we're going to focus on this queen right here yes, this queen right here sex strength stamina. Get Black Power Fit with Fit Goddess Tribe on Get On Code. So, okay, I, I guess I hurt Danny's feelings. He didn't hear it. All right, so, I mean, we all want to know. If we want to have better relations, we have to be fitter, healthier. Correct. How does that work? How does that work? Okay, so in my journey, what I learned is most people don't, we lack self-trust, right? So it's not that I don't trust you. I don't trust me to make a, de a good decision with you or with my finances or with my sexual well-being or with the food that I eat. It's the discipline, right? Discipline is the greatest form of self-love and a lot of people lack it. I was one of them, you know, I remember being disciplined enough to feed my children well, but then not disciplined enough to eat well myself. You know, the better you eat, the better you are. Discipline. Say that line with discipline again. That, that was dope, actually. Discipline is the greatest form of self-love. All right. You're going to have to break it. It sounds good. You know, I want to say amen. Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> Preach. But you're going to have to go a little deeper. Okay. Discipline so check is the greatest form of self-love. Correct. Uh, so discipline requires us to set aside the instant gratification for whatever the long-term goal is. So if the long-term goal is optimal health, right, then it's a daily practice in which I discipline myself to eat, behave, think, maneuver in a certain way that will give me not just today, but tomorrow and the next day and forever and ever. Amen optimal health, right? I could slack, right? That's what they call cheating. But then that's, that means you're lacking discipline because you're cheating. So for whatever I want, whether, whether it's to have optimal health, have a phenomenal relationship, have good financial health, um, time freedom, all those things require discipline, which just means, you know, I gotta 
be able to be focused <laughs> enough to be like, I am not going to do this for the short term gratification. I'm going to continue to do these steps over time consistently for the larger, bigger picture. Seiko dropped out. He did? No, I'm still here. I was just, I was letting that marinate. I was really letting that marinate. Now, Danny, I know that you're really into health as well. So, you know, what's your discipline like? Would, you know, what's your discipline like, Danny? I, I, real quick, I just want to add on to the to the self love part because I think that's that's you know you're right on point, fit goddess. When you say that, it is an ultimate form of self love because a lot of times when we look at self love, we don't look at it like I look at self love like um, how I am when I'm in a relationship with my partner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I should treat myself the same way. And I think Correct. a lot of times we don't do that. We don't look at it that way. So we there's a lot of lack in our self love. Right. And discipline is one of those. And I think that analogy you used about cheating is actually a very good analogy. So and I, and I'm glad you brought the self-love in there because a lot of times we don't love ourselves at all. And then if we do say we love ourselves, we don't treat ourselves like how we would, would our partner. Right. Correct. And I, I encourage everybody to love themselves, like you said, in the way that you would think you want your partner to love you. Mm-hmm. One, if you're trying to lead by example, how is your partner going to know if you're not showing them by your own actions? And they may not register your actions towards them because of different perceptions, right? But they can mirror your actions to yourself. So you can tell that I love myself because I'll get up every morning and shower and take a bath and eat good food. So you know that if you're dealing with me, I'll probably want good food in the morning. <laughs> you know, you'll know that I'll probably want to go somewhere and be active 90% of the time because that's what I do now. Single, you know. Now to answer uh, Seiko's question, um, my discipline has always been, in, you know, you focusing on martial arts. Hmm. Um, I think martial arts is probably to me and my, this is my opinion. Uh, martial arts is probably the best form of self-discipline. Um, and one of it is because you always have goals, right? Going to the next level, whether it's Correct. a belt, whether it's a, a, a cord um, or, you know, be, being to a level of mass. There's always a consistent leveling up. So there's always goals you have to set for yourself um, and you have to be disciplined to, to find those goals. So I always tell people, find a martial art that fits their that fits how they their personality, the energy level, and then work that. Because one good thing about martial arts is that really and i know a lot of people hate when i say this really once you learn the basics you can keep practicing on and on for the rest of your life you can always all all the masters that i know all the messages that i know they're still training when they're 70 and 80 and that's like that's my ultimate goal to be 70 and 80 and still training you know what i'm saying all, all, the, all the martial artists that i know that went into transition and are not ancestors the day they passed they had like they had like demonstrations they were supposed to do that day you know what I'm saying? Like they had demonstrations scheduled for like the rest of the month and they just happened to go into transition. So that's, right. my, that's my discipline. And, and, and being in martial arts has forced me to live a healthier lifestyle because if I want to maintain a, a certain level of, of, uh, of athleticism, I have to eat a certain way, live a certain way and be a certain way. Mm, I agree. Uh, both of my sons do. Uh, my oldest started with Taekwondo and he did that from like two and a half to six and then there was a gap and both of them did brazilian brazilian jiu-jitsu same reason um again it's the the self-control aspect of self-discipline if we always say we're creating monsters right if our children are monsters and they learn how to control the monster within them they are much better adept to be social and amicable because you know your own personal power, which again is the self-love. You have the discipline to control it. And like you're saying, it's, it's, it teaches you so much. Uh, My oldest actually got me into kickboxing when he was doing Taekwondo because my motto with my brand has always been, we eat, sleep and exercise. I used to tell the kids that all the time, we got to eat, sleep and exercise. And I was like, damn it, I'm lying to myself and them because I'm not doing what I'm telling them we should be doing to take care of ourselves. You know, you you touched on something that's also crucial. I don't know if you want to talk about it now or we want to talk about it towards the end, but the Mm -hmm. resting part, 
I think that's like a crucial element that all of us, and you know, I get it because a lot of us, you know, work many hours. We might be going to school while we work. We have children. We have extracurricular activities. And a lot of times that rest part gets neglected. So I don't know if you want to talk about that now or if you want to do that later. Hmm. Well, I mean, since you brought it up, I like it now. Rest is, is brought it up. fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> you, you caught it. I throw it back to you, right? Um, rest is, is... So again, with fitness, what I've learned is there's a lot of mental trauma that has turned into physiological things. And one of the traumas that we as a group of people are suffering from is still that we got to go mentality and it stems from enslavement, right? If, if you look at the history books, they say that African-American black women were up from sunup till after everybody went to sleep. If you're still working after everybody has gone to sleep and have to get right back up to do the same thing, when are you actually sleeping? And if the women are holding the children within their uterus the whole time, so I'm feeling what my grandmother and great-grandmother and great-grandmother are feeling, then I still carry this trauma, even regardless of if I actually experienced it. Uh, my son, my oldest son, saw me wake up from a nap one time, uh, panting, like, <gasps> stricken. He said, well, what's wrong with you, mom? I said, yo, sometimes I feel like I got to be doing something all the time. It's It's post-traumatic stress disorder. I said, mommy's learning, you know, how to rest. And most people will feel it, you know, when uh, they get real sick. We always say, oh, you know, God is telling you to slow down. And it's absolutely true. Rest is part of it. Uh, just like we see a child grow. We see the child grow the most when they're sleeping, which is why babies develop so rapidly and sleep so much. It's no different in an adult we just, again, in this instant gratification world are so used to being go, 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 that we don't know how to rest, that we actually have to practice resting. And I'm glad you said that because there's this, there's this, you know, I think capitalism plays a huge part in this concept of having this grind culture, right? I remember like Niles was saying, and it's funny because I remember being young and internalizing that he was like, sleep is the cousin of death, right? And so mm. it was like, oh, I, I got to stay awake. I got to stay, you know, quote unquote, woke. Um, and I, there was a time when I prided myself in getting four hours of sleep a day. Now, I, I, I could live on four hours sleep a day, you know, and, and it's more like I noticed a lot of people will talk about that, how grinding culture, like if you're sleeping, that means you're wasting time. Um, that's time you could be making money. And a lot mm. of us, a lot of us internalize that idea of hustling and grinding um, when we should be having a bedtime. We should be having a morning where we're getting up early enough to eat a full breakfast and maybe work out or maybe meditate or, or, or write, you know, do not journals, things of that nature. But, yeah, I think when we talk about fitness, oftentimes we forget about the rest part, which is crucial in, in our growth and development, because when you don't sleep, you actually stunt your growth. That part, you actually are stressing your body. So mm -hmm. a lot of cortisol, which is the that fat that ends up right around your midsection, um, a lot of us suffer from that in the visceral fat because of all the other psychological trauma that we're doing to ourselves because of our thoughts. Well, I think I got to do this and I think I got to do this and I think I got to eat like this and I don't have time to sit down and eat an actual meal. So I'm just going to go get this fast food, but it's really trash. And now your body is trying to operate off of this poor fuel when you're this divine being that deserves divine food and you're feeding yourself trash and you're like, why is it not working well? So you said, so you said, um, part of your fitness, you, and I'm trying to remember this. You said, um, it was, we have to, what is it? Sleep fitness, eat fitness. And so right? with the kids, with the kids, there was two mantras that we would always tell them, when they were very, very little, you know, in this stage where you make an impression. Um, and when the youngest, well, the oldest started Taekwondo, we would tell him you eat, sleep and exercise. That was to get him into the routine of, hey, you're coming to karate every whatever day it was, Friday, Wednesday, because this is part of the exercise part of eating, sleeping and exercising in terms of taking care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, their beings and all that we're doing is programming them to be 
phenomenal human beings and citizens. But in order to do that, they have to be of sound mind and body. And in order for that to happen, their body has to operate and function at its highest level. And in order to do that, you have to eat well, sleep well, and exercise. There's just, there's no other way around it. So we, we, we talked about the resting part. Um, mm -hmm. We definitely want to get into the eating part, right? Um, and so I know you had, you started your journey, right? What, right. how did you get to where you're at today? Yo, so I would tell you that's crazy, right? Because again, and you guys the abridged version because I know it's in your book. So you that's the, the part. Yeah. You give us the abridged version because I know you have a book and the book kind of explains that. So no, no, no. The book that I spoke to you about prior, right, is still in the works. Oh, okay. All right. All right. But you got the breathe book out, right? I do have the breathe yes. book out. Now that one is more on nutrition. That is um, years and years of feeding smoothies to my kids because again we got to eat well and i used to always joke like if you go way back in my personal facebook you'll see that i'm like oh the best way to keep your kids quiet is give them a smoothie right they get everything they need they and they're not talking back they're everything's happy it's great um with nutrition there's so much complexities to the simple things that we could eat uh i've been joked many a time because Normally, I'm shoving lots of food into my mouth because I like food. But what you'll notice is that I don't cook a lot of food, you know. So my mom will say, oh, that's just stuff you dump and throw together. I'm like, yeah, because that's that's actually food. You know, you don't have to do anything or manipulate it in any way to receive the benefits in which your body is supposed to get from it. And the cool thing is we're taught this, some of us, depending on your education, in elementary school, you know, um, that, yeah. that's why that's why I said some of us, depending <laughs> on your education. I was going to say we are, but I remember, like I told you last show, I I was in a Catholic school, you know, and learning public schools through my kids here in Virginia is way different than Catholic school in Ohio. The things that they have on the walls, the things that they require of children, the knowledge that they impart on the children. Because, uh, again, all of this information that I'm speaking of is generally <laughs> grade level stuff. You know, we learned enough about anatomy and how the body works and why we should eat foods, whether or not we followed it. That's totally different. OK. OK. Well, what, what about this part? Water fasting, sea moss, moringa, spirilla. Etc. Can I jump I into Danny, that? Yeah, yeah, into yeah, that? yeah, 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 Danny. I, that, I know man. this is one of your areas, bro. Um, this is one of your areas. You know, I work, I work with young people all the time, man. And and um and you know, and I always and one thing I do, I try to focus on what my folks are doing when when it was my age, right? Mm -hmm. Um, we got to keep it simple, man. We got to really keep it simple, man. What we have access to. Cause a lot of like, I, like the other day, somebody tried to sell me sea moss, a jar this big for like seventy dollars. You know, and I was like, man, you better get out of here with that, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? You 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 scamming me, bro. So, um, keep it simple, man. Everything we need is within reach of what we need. We don't need all of that, right? Um, so keep always keep it simple. Fruits and vegetables, water. You know, um, if you are gonna eat meats, lean meats. You know, try not to eat stuff that's fried. You know, um, get your definitely get your vegetables in. Um, keep it simple. Watch your portions. You know, exercise regularly and get your rest. You know, and any any doctor will tell you that. Any doctor will tell you they'll be like, "Hey, just do this. Just you just got to do this." Because there's all these ideas. I'm gonna just say this: the the health and wellness industry is like fifty billion dollars a year. Right, right, right. And their job is to keep that. What their job is to is to separate you from your money. That's their job. That's right. And everybody's gonna come at you with these get rich. You know, get you know. You let's lose weight in thirty days. Let's lose fifty pounds in thirty days. And I'm like, fitness is a lifestyle. It's not. It's not like it's not gonna happen overnight. It's not. You know, it's not these things that are gonna help you. Just keep it simple. Something you can do every day and practice, and that you can mm -hmm. pass. On. Drink your water, y'all. Uh, but yeah. yo, what's up with Dr. Sebi? You know, because uh, 
you and I know, bro, you know, when we were first, you know, getting involved in some of the conscious thought stuff in the 90s, you know, you know, Dr. Layla Africa was telling us a lot of things. Dr. Sabi was just starting, you know, Queen of Fool was just starting to gain some momentum. So are you saying that CMOS is whack? Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying I'm not saying it's whack. It's just that it's the new thing. It's the new thing. Right. Mm -hmm. it, like it's the new thing. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and I see people out here scamming, and it's it's a new thing. And I'm like, yo, every and you 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 and I've been in the game for a while. You know what I mean? You know, back back in the day, it was something else that they were selling. They were selling those uh big jars of those things that was like I'm trying to remember what the name of it was. And you buy the jar for like $150, and you're supposed to like dilute it and drink it. Oh, you know, yeah. That, yeah. Right? Everybody right. was selling it. You know, then it was spirulina. Then it was like every every 10 years is a new thing. Now it's CMOS. And this is like, yo, they're just trying to take you from your money. Um, let me tell you something about shout out to the late great Dr. Layla Africa. Um, because you know what? He did community work, he was in the community doing work, right? Shout out to, to Queen of Four, whose book Heal Thyself, you should everybody should have in a library. That's right. Everybody should have in a library. And she does community work, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, Noni Juice. Shout out to Socialite Paula Thomas. It was called Noni Juice. Yeah, back in the day. Yep. Yeah. Um, shout out to Queen of Fool who does community work and continues to do some community work. Sabi never did community work. Sabi, mm -hmm. Sabi used to beef with people. Sabi used to hate on the elders. Uh, Sabi used to talk a lot of trash. Sabi got put out. He went to Africa, got put out of Africa. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he didn't do community work. He like, and you know, people will get mad when I say this. And, and the reason, the reason why, um, Left Eye from TLC was like, yo, my man, you bugging was because he was messing with some young, real young. And I'm gonna leave it at that, right? But um, um, that being said, he is another scammer. He was another hustler. You know what I mean? He was out here hustling people. Um, he said he had to kill. Word? Yeah, he, he had he. People have still have not. People still, and I'm gonna leave it. You know what? I'm gonna turn it over back to, to um, the, the you know, fit goddess. Show me the people he's cured. Show me the people he's cured. All right, you so Queen, do you have a copy of Sacred Woman? Yeah, there oh, you go. Yep, but you need to get healed thyself. That's the one everybody should get. So that one, Nutricide, and Nutricide. Um, Nutricide. Yeah. I haven't heard that in a while. That's a joint. Nutricide is a joint. Somebody stole my copy. Yeah. There's another. There's another one. It's a yellow book, and I can't remember because all my books are boxed up right now. For what? Dr. There... Africa. Uh, no. It's somebody... African holistic health. That's the classic. That's, that's the, the classic that's too. The, that's the classic. That's the go. I have that one. Yeah. Now, do you do? And then also, body and soul. That's old school. Mm -hmm. I don't have that. So, one. I don't have that one. Those ones I've used to, you know, formulate how I eat, how I mind my business, how I live my life. Um, but there are some new ones. Yeah, Nutricide, that one. Mm -hmm. And then there's one that's a white covered book. Yeah, so the African Holistic Health was the one that he's known for. I put up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one everybody should get too. So this one, this one is the one that kind of started my journey. So to bring it back, oh, wow. you asked how, how, what happened? What was the catalyst? You I lost was still, like 200 pounds, right? So the I like biggest saying that. Drop, it just sounds, it just sounds, no, you know, I, it's sexy. It, she lost 200 I had, pounds. <laughs> I had, I had, I had, when I saw it, I was like, damn, that's a, he ain't wrong, but damn, that's, damn. You know what I mean? Um, I've never been slender even as a child i was at least 180 because we had those the parents that were feeding us chicken with the antibiotics and you know sausage and bologna and all the delicious trash that they knew about it's not their fault it's just what it was so coming into virginia i was a single adolescent female um found a mate got pregnant we're still eating trash and it was after the birth of our first child, we went to visit, I believe it was his great grandfather. And he was in the hospital suffering from diabetes and gout, which I didn't know anything about. My mom in Ohio tried to make us as healthy as possible in the best way she could. Um, but I remember him, us coming home as a family and he was like, yo, I don't want to, I don't want to eat that way no more. I don't want to do that. 
because I don't want to die. And that was it for me. I was like, bet we got this family. We got these kids. We, you know, we need to live as long as humanly possible. I started doing as much research as I could. Now, problem is even in eating healthy, like Danny said, there's so much trash out there that you can eat healthy trash and still gain weight. So then that was my problem because in my era, there were so many options. We just went with the options and the options were actually worse than just eating regular food. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until after my second child was born that I kind of had enough. Um, the kid's father was like, yo, you don't, you don't have any goals. And that kind of that stung real deep. I remember going back to my journal because as as you said, Danny, there's there are certain things that success leads steps. And if you just do these things, you will be successful in your own right. So I go back to my journal. And one of the things that I said that I wanted to do, the first thing was get locks, which I did. I had them for 20 years. It was great. Now I'm in a different phase. They're going to come back even greater. But right now I just like this. Um, the other thing was addressing my weight. So I was like, okay, shit, let's, let's do it. Let's address our weight. And that was it. I went to the YMCA, started taking Zumba. Um, and then I started taking mixed fit. Then I got into dance fitness and then I lost all the weight. Like I went from 240 to like one something. And my homegirls was like, you look real skinny. And you know what I'm saying? It was, it was too much sauce because I didn't know the balance. Right. So that's when, uh, now the catalyst changed the relationship. ends. so now trauma ensues in my brain where I'm in like this massive flight or flight and I get introduced to boxing. I had already had experience with kickboxing, but boxing is different. And Oh, Coach Shannon Brown, man, February 14th, I remember calling him and I was like, yo, sir, I need to, I need to pick some stuff up and put it down until I just don't feel this way anymore. And I'm punching the bag. There's a video of it. My arms start to get tired. And he's like, it's not your body. It's your mind that's weak. Now that was offensive to me because how dare you say my mind is weak, but he wasn't wrong. And this is kind of how my program changed because once I realized it was my mind, it wasn't my body. My mind would make my body do whatever my mind told it to. And that was all she wrote. I like that you keep saying we got to take it, make it simple. Before the brand became Fit Goddess Tribe, it was back to basics because that's what I felt I did. Doing the simplest, I was so focused on form, repetition, and consistency. You know, it doesn't a squat is a squat is a squat. You do a thousand of them, you have strong legs. Now, if you want big legs, you may have to lift heavy. But if you want strong legs, you just do the same thing over and over and over again. I mean, I'm glad you said consistency. And I think I'm going to table that real quick. Um, But to the brothers that are in the chat, um, you mentioned the gout. The God affects particularly black men in their 40s and 50s. So, um, gentlemen, if you're having like pain in your legs, in one of your legs, if you're having like severe pain that you can't explain, like you didn't fall or anything like that, you might have the gout. So please get that checked out. Um, um, if you're having pains in your legs um, and then you can't explain like why they're getting there because it, ha- it affects particularly black men in their 40s and 50s. So. Please get that checked now, out. Now, didn't so, that uh, happen to Stickman, too? It happened to Stickman. Yeah, he was real young when it happened to him. He was in his 20s when it happened. And that put him on his journey, having that gout. But I know I know a couple of men, black men, that in their 40s, they, they had the gout. Um, and they were able to get it early um, and get to it early and get it treated. So just FYI, gentlemen, if you feel like you have pain in your legs um, that are unexplained, like you didn't fall down or anything like that, please get that checked out. Um, Fit God, he talked about consistency. And I think... That's probably the most difficult part about fitness, the consistency. How, any idea on how you can stay consistent? Great question. So you got to trick yourself. Like I said in the beginning, a lot of us lack self-trust. So we've got to find something greater than ourselves to bring it back to self, if that makes sense. 
Um, for example, most children hear their parents' voice and not their own voice. So we spend a lot of our time restructuring our mind to tell ourselves who we are, not who we were told we are. It's the same thing uh, for me because I'm a giver. It was easy for me to show up for somebody else. So if I did this for somebody else, I would continuously do it. Uh, that led me to become a, a certified mixed fit instructor at one point, a certified commit instructor, um, certified box master <laughs> instructor. Uh, sheesh, I started training for salsa, kizumba, and bachata, all for the purpose of um, leading by example. Like in my dance fitness classes, I would tell people, hey, you got to you got to live your life. And I may not be in class every time because I got to live my life and you're going to see me <laughs> live my life via social media because we have the ability to control media now. It's so phenomenal. However, you're going to see my ups. You're going to see my downs. You're going to see that I'm absolutely human and that this is very, very hard. However, you're only as old as you want to be. You know, age ain't nothing but a number. And it's really about how long do you want to live? Like, you know, you're going to die. How long do you want to really live? And what quality of life do you want? And being, being overweight, I remember <laughs> sitting on a chair pregnant with my youngest son and the chair, the uh, springs just went down. You know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, like it felt, man, it was terrible feeling. I remember walking up a flight of stairs and being winded. And I was like, this ain't, it's got to be more to life than this. It absolutely has to be more to life than this. Not to say that if I run up the stairs now, it still hurts. Like it doesn't stop hurting. You just get stronger. And the empowerment and the strength is what's lacking. We as a people have been made to fear our strength as opposed to embrace it. So fitness has helped me show massive amounts of people how you can be feminine and strong and soft and meek but still you know hold your own i'm glad you said that because it's like um being a martial artist part of my job is convincing my students to do things that they think they cannot do and and and, and i know like um my style of teaching isn't like i don't like yell and be like oh you're gonna you know i don't, I don't do that but I do have to trick them. I do have to. I do have to think of different ways to have them execute a particular movement or series of movements that they mm -hmm. believe that they cannot do, and then getting them to do it without, you know, giving me pushback, right? And nine point nine out of ten times they execute the movement or the sequence of movements. But you're right. A lot of it is tricking your mind um, to doing it because really, really, it is mind over matter. It really is. Yeah. And there's several examples over the years of people who were told, you know, you're never going to walk again, you know, you're never going to do this again, or no one can do this, and they've done it, you know, and, they, do it. Um, and they had to trick their, they had to trick their body into doing it, their mind to do it. Correct, because wherever the mind goes, the body will follow. We learn this in boxing, you know what I'm saying? Wherever the head goes, the body follows. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I, I like that, I like that idea for consistency. My, my thing with consistency, I tell people is, Find something you like doing. I know we were talking about mm -hmm. running earlier. Find something you like doing because if you enjoy doing it, it does A, it doesn't feel like work. And right. You're do it on two, you're gonna do it on those days that you don't, that you don't, that's like like it's raining outside or it's really cold. You're still gonna do it because you enjoy doing it. It doesn't feel like work. So right. Yo, I, I really think that the message of your life <laughs> is really helping to change folk. Um Let's talk about messaging for a second, because, you know, you've been with the Get On Code platformers for, a f you know, a few weeks now. And, you know, we've all enjoyed having you, we've learned from you. You've really brought a lot to the table. Uh, but one of the messages <laughs> that happened was a conversation that involved you and Crumb. And I, I think when we talk about health, we have to talk about, you know, our mental health as well. Mm. I I know that you wanted to have a chance to kind of respond to that because we really didn't get a chance to see the whole thing on the video. So uh, mm -hmm. let me roll this beautiful bean footage. And, and real, quick, 
Go no ahead. quick fit goddess. We've all had conversations with Crumb. Just FYI. <laughs> so you're not the only one, you know. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 all have. What goes up must come down. That is a law. It's gravity. <laughs> but um, it may be true to me that I've never experienced a intimate, good, powerful relationship with a black man. That doesn't mean that one cannot exist, right? Those two truths can be the well, same. Well, since you opened that door, I'm going to walk through it. How old are okay. you? 36. 36. The chances that that's the truth is just as possible as the chances of getting struck by lightning. Well, explain what you mean. Because if I'm saying that to this time period in my life, I haven't experienced a good, and this is just an example, right? Not saying that it's true or false, but if I haven't experienced a good relationship, right? You're saying it's false. You're saying a good relationship? Because I think at first you said a good man. No, no, no. I said a good relationship and a good specifically intimate relationship with a man. Now, that could be a true statement, but that doesn't mean that the other true statement means I will never. Right. Because that's our people get up in that a lot. What is is not what will be or what can be. Well, since you opened that door, I'm going to walk through that one, too. Okay. Uh, Do you have a associate's degree or higher? Yes. Right. So. Uh, women over the age of 33 with a with an associate's degree of higher, uh, their chances and possibilities of having an emotional lower. Oh yeah, trust me, I did the research when I was a kid. I know that everything I designed myself to be says that my pool of my dating pool has gone from like vast to here if I only want black men. But that doesn't mean that I won't ever well, find one. Well, well, not that you only want black men, but remember, black men have the lowest standards. What the black man will accept. From you, the Asian man won't. Hmm. The well, yes, Arabian you know, man the black won't. Man, so you know the black man. The black man has been made to be this. So I understand what you're saying. Like so, even even with black men, we're the lowest. Like they they don't want to accept a lot of things from us because of mentality. Well, well, yeah, the feminist movement is a bit. So you know, w- we understand that you've got a snowball chance in hell. Not saying that. Uh, no, drastic, I got you. But, you know, you. the likelihood of you finding love now, eh, you may probably get hit by lightning first or hit the lottery. At this point, at, at that particular time frame, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Oh, and throw in, I got two kids. You know what I'm saying? That just makes it even lower. Right, right. Because when men when when men get married, they get married because of legacy. When he when he mm-hmm. finally decides he wants to get married, like you know, what? I want a family, so he can't have a legacy with you. Because when he has a child with you, you know, even though 90% of your eggs are gone by age 30, when he has a child with you, he can't just buy his child pizza. He can't just invest in his legacy. He got to invest in another man's orgasm as well. Mm. <laughs> okay, Crumb going Kevin Samuels. Salute that. <laughs> the man no, is fear is live. Like, the man is fear is live. Can I can mm-hmm. I address that? Can I address yeah. that first of all? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know where he's getting the math from, but let me ask you. Let me here. You ready for this? You ready for this? Let's go. Let's go. Um, what is the percentage of women in their forties who have a graduate degree and above um, of not getting married? Hmm. Not getting married. Not getting married. Women in their forties who are masters and above of not being married. Not being married. Nineteen percent. So most women in their forties with a graduate degree and above are married. What it is is that what it is is that in 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 the twenty first century, women across the board are getting married later than they were. In the 60s and 70s. Hmm. That's what happened. That's that's what happened. So in the 60s and 70s, particularly black women, they were being married between the ages of 19 and 25. Now black women are married between the ages of 30, what is it, 33 and 40. So they're getting hmm. married later. They're going to college, finding their careers, and then getting married, then getting partnered and getting married. Or some of them are just getting partnered, right? So I just want to point that out. 
that you know we're not and we're not even talking about women who are partnered and not married either you know what i'm saying but that's what's happening so everything that's going back to um when they're saying um that when they're saying 70 percent of women are single they're talking about women between ages of 19 and 25. Huh. Um, yeah so that's what they're that, that numbers come from so when they say 70 percent of women are not getting married they're leaving out the part that says 19 to 25. And see, this is, uh, I was on a panel for the Libertarian Party talking about health and wellness. And one of the, the openers said, uh, the person who gets the statistics can skew them. It's always, it's always in your, in your wheelhouse to be like, hey, these are in my favor. Yeah. yeah. Like, my problem is like the person said in the chat, it did switch. You know, when you go back to the 60s and 70s, women were getting married at a younger age is that now they're getting married at an older age because now they have access to college and careers that they didn't have in the 60s and 70s. Correct. You know what I'm saying? So that's what's happening. Women are now have the, the option of, of getting married later on than they were back in the day. My my thing is, why the why the rhetoric? Like, as my brother, why who are you entitled to sit up here and tell me that I have a snowball chance in hell of finding love when it's brothers knocking down my door. First of all, shout out to all the stepdads and all the men out there that care for, as the brother so eloquently said, another man's orgasm. Why are we out here talking like that to ladies, queens, like the audacity? That was my problem. My problem is not the statistics. I can tell you about statistics of women not being married or how detrimental it is for women to be married. So and, and Seiko, I'm gonna hold you accountable because you kind of shouted him out on that. You should have checked him on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should have been. No, like, oh, no, man. okay. It was a different okay. way you could have said that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, you didn't have to do that. Like, yeah. That's that's, that's yeah. my problem with it. Yeah. As as a as a elder, as a person that is working on being an ancestor, as a man that my sons may find on YouTube, how dare you speak to me in such a manner? Like simply, simply as as a person, how dare you? You can tell me your stats and your facts and your figures. I can sit across from a racist and have a better conversation without actually calling anybody names. Now you can say, okay, you open the door, but when the door that you say I opened, you didn't actually address the thing that I addressed. You came with your own kind of backhanded, why? Why? And then time out. Let's go ahead and put them on blast, and then you slide into my DMs and tell me I'm cute. Wow. Well. So how how way how can you <laughs> people say that I can't get? First of all, why do you think? Have you ever considered that maybe I don't want? Have you ever considered that maybe the life that I'm choosing to live, I actually like better than having to deal with the psychosis of people that don't know or care about themselves enough to find health and healing? Good. That's where I wanted to bring this conversation back to. So, uh, and Danny, I, I accept your check. I, I Thank you, man. I love you. Um, when we have... When we have conversations like that, and you know, he, he went Kevin Samuels, you know, <laughs> and I know, you know, Crum and I have kind of talked a lot about the manosphere a lot and the conscious manosphere and you know, the 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 benefits, the toxicity, and we've had those conversations. So that may have played out in that conversation. Cause you know, Danny, I know you're a black male feminist. I'm kind of closer to the conscious manosphere, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you and I, you know, go back and forth sometimes and we've all had our, <laughs> our fun with Crumb. I love the brother mm -hmm. Crumb. We've all had our fun with Crumb. Um, so when we have those types of conversations in public, what does it do to us mentally? You know, because you know, health is wealth. Today we're talking about sex, stamina, strength, getting you know, getting yourself fit and healthy. So how does the how do those conversations, the manosphere conversations, how does can that I, affect sisters' health? Can I say this? Can I say this real quick? Can I say this real quick? I think what what bothers me the most of this conversation is that I in my entire life I've had women comrades, 
right? Sisters, sisters, you know, sisters that have my back that I can have conversations with about anything. You know what I mean? And they're the one, they're the ones that told me that when we talk about liberation, we have to include everybody in that discussion. You know what I'm saying? So, so yes, even even when I'm even when I'm just hanging out with my homie, my sister homie, that's still a relationship. That's still a healthy relationship that I have with that woman. Just like I have a healthy relationship with my brother, with my brother Sacred. You know what I mean? And we don't talk about that enough because we need more of that. You know what I'm saying? And I bet you, my, I bet any amount of money that Fit Goddess has great relationships with a lot of men in her community. She talks about it all the time. So I guarantee that she already has those kind of relationships that are healthy, that are re reciprocal, you know, that are affirming and that are uplifting, not just for herself, but her children and her community that she's in. So we need to focus on that before we even start discussing partnering with one another. That part. That part. We got to lead by example. How you going, why, not even how, because the, the semantics of consummation is easy, but why would you want to lay down with somebody that you don't even know if they care enough about themselves to care about you? They might do wreck havoc on themselves legit in any kind of way. You can make it very base level and make it an STD. And now, because they didn't care enough about themselves, they clearly are not going to care about you. And now you're spreading diseases because of negligence. All because you wanted to sleep with somebody because they was cute? Because he had muscles? Because um, she had a fat booty? Yeah, that part. <laughs> I mean, but, yo, sexual attraction is real. Okay, but remember the song, Shorty, where your head at? What happened to them brothers? What happened to them brothers that had enough discipline and stopped thinking what they did to where they could go past all of what they see and actually try to, I don't know, go for something with some substance? And now you mad because it's all these Barbie dolls talking about, oh, this man, this and nah, 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 nah. But when you leave with dick and finances, what you expect a woman to do but become a prostitute? Oh, and because okay. well, it's more women than men, y'all keep throwing money at females because you, oh, they easy, they easy, they easy. No, now you the trick. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I was I was having a conversation. I was teaching class the other day and mm -hmm. I, I teach algebra, right? And out of the blue, the kid says, hey, Mr. V, do you make it rain in the strip club? And I'm like, anybody that pays money for attention is a simp, right? The whole class was like, ooh. But then, you know, that young man and I got together and we had a conversation. And I said, Let, let's think about this. You're paying for attention. If you invest, and I, I show them how to invest all the time, mm -hmm. you'll get attention. You can either pay for attention or you can invest in yourself, your future, your finances, and you'll capture attention. You're going to pay for it one way or the other. Well, you, you definitely want an ROI. You want a return on your investment. Truly. That one. Truly. Truly. Right. But, but we but also talked about here, here's uh, my all thing. I want to do is a boom, boom, boom. No. And it's so, so. But, here, but here's, here's my thing. <laughs> I don't have an issue. I don't have an issue with you people going to the strip club and making it rain. I don't have an issue with that. I feel like that's a that's there's a market for it. And if you and if you and if you buy the, if you if you put money in that product, that's money you put in that product. Nobody's sure. forcing you to do it. I just want to move away from this idea that um, intimate relationships have to be transactional. They have but, to be but, they have they have to be reciprocal, right? They have, they to, be, have to be reciprocal. Do you yeah. know how many men do not know the word reciprocal in yeah. college? I dated a man and I said, I want a reciprocal relationship. He said, what does that word mean? What, sir? It means give and take. He give said, and oh, receive. Give, and receive. give and receive. Thank you. Uh, he said, well, why would I ever use that word? Excuse me, sir. What? What was he studying? <laughs> I mean, let's put it in context. What was he studying? Now, now, listen, I, don't, I don't remember that far back now. You know what I'm saying? That's the other thing. <laughs> Lord. I just remember that because that was, you know, we we go to college to learn more. And one, the fact that he didn't know the word was striking to me because, again, now in having kids, you know, 
it's a it's a numbers game with these words. You know what I'm saying? We trying to pump them full of words. So that means by college level, you don't know this word. So what were you not doing in high school and elementary school and in your free time that you don't know this word by now? Judge somebody by their vocabulary. Well, it's not. It's not. I'm, I'm going to say this as an educator. I think a lot of times as educators, we forget to model. Hmm. I, I can teach you all day. I, I can teach you all the words you need to know from A to Z, you know, but if I'm not, if I'm not doing the, the wisdom, I might as well not teach you anything. Fair so, enough. So if, if I'm talking about reciprocity, I can tell you about reciprocity all day, but I have to model that behavior. I have to model that. You know what I'm saying? So like, if I don't model that, I'm literally not, I'm doing you a disservice. I'm really doing you, I might as well not teach you. Matter of fact, if you don't teach somebody that, you, you do, you're, they're better off than me teaching it and then not modeling it or doing the opposite of that. So I think that's where the issue lies in, you know. And, it, and it's, it's, it's not easy to do. It's not easy to model, you know. Mm -mm. Especially if the person has never seen it because yeah. they're not going to recognize the model that mm -hmm. you're trying to. And I don't get the example because I don't know what you're doing. I'm sorry, Seiko. No, no, I'm, I'm just kind of letting that all marinate. I'm just mm -hmm. really letting that all marinate because we're dealing with mental health. We're dealing with physical health. You know, we're dealing with health. Yeah. And and that, and that's all part of mental health because because part of our us growing up, our growth and development is developing relationships, right? Developing relationships <laughs> with our, our parents, with our with our immediate family, with our extended family. When we go to preschool, um, you know, with, with other people in our community, those are all relationships. When I go to when I go to the coffee shop with my barista, that's a relationship. Now, don't get me wrong, that's a transactional relationship, you know. Right. But at the same time, there's giving and receiving, right? I can treat that person with the utmost disrespect, and they can respond with the utmost disrespect, right? Or I can treat them with respect and you know, in humanity and dignity, and they're going to give me that humanity and dignity and respect that I provide to them, right? So these are all relationships that we have. That's part of our growth and development. If we're in consistent abuse, right? If our immediate family is abusive, if our community is abusive, right? Then that's how we're gonna walk. That's how we're gonna walk in this world, right? Right. So I'll have a student who will cuss me out, you know, you mother effer, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, cool. I remember that because you're gonna need something from me, right? And then they'll come later on. They'll be like, hey, I saw that you gave so and so a bag of chips. How can I get a bag of chips? <laughs> you know, you were abusing me earlier, you know, and I. I don't, you know, that's, that's not, that's not reciprocity. You know what I'm saying? I never talked to you like that. I never yelled at you like that. And you yelled at me like that. All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? I have to model that behavior. Right. So you bring up the modeling of the behavior mm -hmm. after she talks about the brother didn't have a, a, a really strong vocabulary and wasn't familiar with the term. So how could she have modeled behavior? I, I, I can't speak I, for her. I can't speak for her. So, yeah. Yeah, but just give an example. If somebody doesn't have the vocabulary that's needed for an experience, <laughs> you know, how do we model that, man? Because I think that's one of the things that us having healthier dialogue, healthier mm -hmm. communities, if we say that we need to model and be great examples I got you, no. Danny. Okay. What do we do? What do we do? I'm in college and I see Fit Goddess and I'm I'm rapping with her. And she says, I want a reciprocal relationship. And I don't know what reciprocal means. How does Fit Goddess model uplift, empowerment? Hmm. Well. So simply by immediately actively listening. Now in conversation, everything I do is going to be giving and receiving. I'm receiving what you're saying to me and I'm letting you know that I received it by giving it right back to you. You tell me, oh yeah, my favorite color is blue. Oh, you said your favorite color is blue. Then later when I get you something that is blue, you'll know that I actually heard you because you heard me say it to you. And then my actions spoke to it because I listened. All right. Well, I do think that we need to model more of that. And I want to also drive the conversation back to somebody who lost over 200 pounds, back to somebody who's teaching people how to live healthier lives. 
back to someone who's teaching people how to, you know, one of the, one of the, uh, one of the commenters, one of the commenters from tonight mentioned that the way you responded when you were having that short interaction with Brother Crumb was beautiful. So, you know, you hold up, hold up. You showed him class by not using your words to tear him down. That made you beautiful. All right. So if we are to model that, and if you're the fit goddess, what do we need to do better of? What do we need to insert into our lives? What do we need to embrace so that all a greater amount of our community can be fit deities? Hmm. An attitude of gratitude. Right. If you if you are actually appreciative or grateful for the simplest thing that you were given, which is life, you would treat yourself a whole different way. It's there are so many simple complaints of, oh, I don't like that. That doesn't taste well. I don't have time. Those are those are simple mantras or excuses that allow you to cheat yourself. How can you say you truly love yourself when you don't treat yourself well? Like that is what I had to sit in the mirror and, and tell myself over and over again. Like you can't, you lying to me. Stop lying to me. Hmm. Stop lying to yourself. You know what I'm saying? When you, when you know better, you do better. And most people that I've trained, their issue is that they have started and then stop. And then they can't seem to start again when really they already know what to do. They already know how to do it. They've already lost the weight before. The difference between me and some people is that I didn't stop. I couldn't. Like, I remember the thoughts. I remember the feeling. I remember the weight. I remember everything from before. And I would never, ever want to think, feel, or act and behave in such a way to myself, let alone anybody else. Okay. Okay. Hey, I'll look, I've it, been I'll showing. I, well, hold I'll on tight. Oh, one time, one, time, one moment, Danny. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've been showing photos from Fit Goddess's IG and her Facebook post, her Facebook page. I do have to take you to task on one joint. <sighs> Black history is bigger than American history, and we got to stop saying that it is the same thing. When, when okay. You know, so okay, okay. So we 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 got to stop saying that. We Fair really enough. look. But I'm All quoting right. somebody. I'm quoting somebody. That's that's you know what I'm saying. Those aren't my words. And we got to stop promoting people passing out misinformation. So Fair you know, if we uh, if we decide, you know, and I know some of us uh, we're not black anymore. We're indigenous. We're melanated. We're carbonated. You know, we're Moorish. We're in you know all the terms. All I accept them all. I accept them all. I don't set trip off of them. But. We just got to make sure we got to stop saying that it's American history because there's so much. We Look, it happened in DR. It happened in Dominican Republic. It happened in Trinidad and Tobago. It happened in Jamaica, even though I know Jamaicans trip off of that. It happened in Carousel. It happened in Dominica. Not the Dominican Republic, but Dominica. It happened in Cuba. It happened in Puerto Rico. Our, our history is global. Our history is global. And we just... All right. So... Now I'm off my I'm off my soapbox. I'm off my soapbox. We'll go back to you, Danny. What were you going to say, bro? No, I was going to say that um, it, I, what, what I've learned from my experience in my age is that it, it isn't even about knowing better. It's about wanting to do better. Mm. A lot of us know what we need to do. A lot of us, a lot of us know it. You, I, you ain't got to tell me anything. I know a lot of people. You you know you tell them something. They be like, you know, ten people, other people told me that. You got to want to do better. Like you really. Um, when it comes to this discussion of how we interact with one another, how do we model? How do we do that? We have to want to be like that. We really do. Like we, I have to want to what I what I want to see. I have to be that, right? Yep. If I want to see brothers that are saying peace to one another and hugging each other, we having these conversations, uh, and we're uplifting one another, we're affirming one another. We have to want that. We really have to really want that. Um, um, we're, we're wholeheartedly, like with our entire hearts, we have to want that. And there's going to be days we don't feel like it, but ultimately we still have to want that at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's been my experience with that. Because again, we all we all have the knowledge. We have we all have Google. We all have you know smartphones. We can we can find you can go on YouTube right now and find 20 different 
fitness programs, 20 different diet programs, you know. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So we have to really want to do that. And it goes back to loving ourselves. It goes back to self-love, right? We have mm. to we have to treat that like we were talking about in the green room, you know, how that self-love is just like I love my partner. I have to love myself the same way. What do I want to see in that relationship? Do the same thing here, right? Hey, I want to round this up. This has been a great conversation as a primer. I think we need to have a you know set number two and three to kind of continue this. Um, but you brought up limitless. Yes. All right. What did you learn from this book? Because yo, the book is dope. Okay, so this is actually um, one of my clients, uh, based off of how I speak. If you look at my Instagram, more so. They say I'm thirst trapping, and I know I'm thirst trapping, but I'm hoping that people will actually read. I'm hold sorry. On, <laughs> I want to. I want to address that too, though. I want to address that. But go ahead. Go ahead. So the idea okay, is to, here's a thirst trap. Thirst, thirst trap. trap alert. Okay. It is what it is, right? I but I also do okay. duality, right? I can be a beautiful woman it's and a fitness trap. Go ahead. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Um, but I'm going to say it for the layman's people because that's what they're going to call it. Um, but so one of my clients told me about Limitless. She was like, oh, my God, Chris. Uh, she said Thor because she couldn't remember his name. She said the guy that plays <laughs> Thor is talking about everything that you're talking about. I'm like, wait, what? What you mean? What you Tell me what he's saying. She said he's he's diving in cold water like he told me to do. She's he's talking about the sauna and the pressure, and so I had to check out the thing. Uh, and it's on Hulu. Everything that this man is going through to try to alleviate the anxiety from his high pressure lifestyle, plus his traumatic experience as a a child, is to just stabilize him in everyday life so that life never is too hard. Like it's always hard but it's not unbearable, which is mm. makes us feel limitless, right? Um, the same kind of invincibility that most people attribute to youth, you can still have the rest of your life. It just looks differently because it's now you're, now you're tagged in, you know, now you've experienced enough to know the difference between reality and fake because there's that fantasy life that you have as a child. So now you actually, like Danny said, have to work at it. And there's ways to work your body to reduce anxiety to where your body's like, I don't even, I don't even do that anymore. All right. Well, there's one or two other points that we really need to drive home before we bring this to a close. No, I just want to real quick about the thirst trap. We, we got to get out of this idea that you're, you're a beautiful woman, right? And no matter what you post, someone's going to say it's a thirst trap. You know what I mean? You're, you're gorgeous, right? And women should have the right to say, you know, let me post this picture of me in a bikini when I went out to Jamaica and be cool with it. And people shouldn't be like, oh, you know, and, I, and I'm not saying you can't salivate, fellas. You can salivate. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, let's 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 chill. Let's be more mature. Yeah, I, thank you. I, I work with eighth graders, man. I expect eighth graders to act a fool because they're eighth graders. But when we grown men, let's fall back a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? And we should definitely like you're beautiful. It's not like, you could put on a, a you can put on a paper bag, you can put on a big giant paper bag and post it on Facebook, and somebody's gonna say that's a thirst trap. You know what I mean? So oh that's that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Well we'll have you know what? That's another show. Julia. I like it. No, I that's post another show. I, I post thirst traps too, but you know, that's neither here nor there. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you post a great I, I look good, day. I look good, you know what I'm saying. I, I work hard for this, so y'all, I'm a, I'm a hold, I'm a hold it down. You know what I'm saying? That's right. You supposed to. Yeah. Well, you, Queen, you mentioned that uh, being healthy heals trauma. Hmm. Can you get on that very quickly before we bounce? All right. Two books that make my point for me: "The Body Keeps Score" and "Move the Body, Heal the Mind." More so, "The Body Keeps Score" because that one talks specifically to how. Um, however you're impacted by trauma, whether it's physical trauma, mental trauma, emotional trauma, that can change the physiological makeup of your body and turn into, let's say, an ulcer or uh, gout or a hernia. You know, it can change you so much that now you are a different person. Uh, so physical fitness, like I said before, if you do it consistently, and 
there's a myriad of it, right? Strength training, eating right, sleeping right, exercising, um, cardio, agility, mobility, all these things will help tune your body to where those stressors are no longer a thing. Just like kind of having a scab, eventually it will heal if you treat it right. And then instead of, we treat our sick better than we treat our well. If we treated our well with sick care, everybody would be well all the time. Uh-oh. No, he's still. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, he's just say that again. Wait, 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 wait. Say that again. We treat what? We treat sick people better than we treat well people. Meaning, if you're sick, I'm gonna bring you just the best foods and orange juice and water and make sure you get lots of sleep. Why are we not doing that when you're well? Facts. That's why you got sick. So if you just treat me like I'm sick all the time, I'll be well all the time. Facts. That's facts. He's right. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. All right. Whoa. That's dope. I like that. I needed that. We needed that. Any last words, Dan Trez Omi, the uh the brother from the where my killer at? Where my killer tape at? Yes, sir. Yeah, killer tape at. Um, just the only thing I have is just um, find what you love to do and then do it hard, you know, and and, and you'll thank your body for it. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us about the podcast, bro. Oh, with my killer tape at, pretty much what you see here on um, uh, Get On Code is what you see, see me talk about. Um, I talk everything about culture, sex, race, everything. Uh, gender, politics, everything in there, um, geek culture, pretty much everything. If you hang out with me, if you know me, pretty much that's what's on my podcast. So, right, all right, Queen. This was uh your show. <laughs> this was your show. This was we we wanted to make sure that we gave some spotlight to the fit goddess. Um, any last messages? Uh, truly, take the time to invest in loving yourself. Uh, it is it is a phenomenal experience to experience self ecstasy and pleasure from just loving yourself, you know, being disciplined to rest and eat and exercise. Also, because it's plug time, it's available on Amazon. It's my first baby and it stands for build resiliency every day and think health eternally. And I mean that with all of my heart. Um we all have to go through stuff. It's much easier to go through life and live a long life when you have an optimal operating system, AE temple to do so with. Okay. All right. Hey, so we just want to say to all the code keepers and the master students, and I, do you have a name for the tribe or is it just the fit goddess tribe? Fit goddess tribe. You know, it's gods and goddesses. You know, the brothers is God. Y'all got to be okay with being... Uh, made in the image and likeness of the thing and being called as such. You know what I mean? Two cows make a baby calf. We call it a calf because that's what it is. That's what it is. Peace, God. <laughs> Peace, God. So look, y'all, drink your water, eat your vegetables, engage with your family. They miss you. They love you. And we do too. Peace. Peace.